Hey, hey, sisters, welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we are diving into a very important area of health that I think when people consider the thought health, they skip over because your thought life or mental health isn't always something that people think about, right? We want to think about physical health and weight loss and getting active, but mental health is truly where it all starts with our thoughts. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you'll find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Sister, I know what it's like to constantly feel like you are being pulled in a hundred different directions in mom life. For starters, you wake up having your kids pull you in a hundred different directions. They need this. They need that. They're whining. They're crying. They need fed. They need a diaper change. The list goes on. You have your house to take care of. You've got spouse. You want to have time with God. You've got extracurricular activities you want to focus on. Your health is important and you know that you could or should be focusing on it more. But then there's your finances and there's this God-led calling that you're like, I don't even know where I'm going to fit this in. And it all starts with our thoughts. The thoughts that we have when we wake up, the thoughts that we have as we're going throughout our day, the thoughts that we have of all the things that we need to do or we should be doing. Today, we're going to dive into this topic of thoughts and how these ant thoughts can crawl around in our lives. But In addition to the things that we are going to talk about today on this podcast episode, I know one of the best things that we can do to eliminate a lot of the noise in this all the things living is to get really, really clear on what we are to be focusing on in this season of life that we're living in. What does God have for us in this season? I found so many times that when I'm not living in integrity with that is where a lot of my stress and overwhelm comes from because I'm literally trying to do too many things to focus on too many things at once. And that is why I want to invite you into a purposeful priorities clarity call with me. It's a one hour call where we're going to walk through all the areas of life, figure out what is most important to you. You're going to have journaling prompts and prayer prompts that you can take away and ask God to help you clarify those things. And sisters, so much peace comes out 
of these purposeful priorities clarity calls. So scroll down, check out the show notes and schedule yours today. And diving into this episode today, I want to talk about ants. They are automatic negative thoughts. And this is something that was developed by Dr. Amen. Um, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. We actually had a guest speaker at our local, uh, it's called AK Mom Life. And um, it's very similar to Mops. It used to be Mops, but they've just broken off from the umbrella. And it was a super, super powerful share. And uh, I've followed up multiple times trying to get the lady who originally shared this idea and this topic of ants but um, she has not been able to come on the episode and I just cannot sit on all of this information any longer. And having this podcast mini series about health, this is one of the most important areas I truly believe because our thoughts literally control everything, right? Our thoughts influence every cell of our body. It's the lambic system. So regardless if your thoughts are true or not, they are affecting all the other cells in your body. Your thoughts change the chemicals in your body of what's being produced and what's being delivered to different areas. Every time we have a thought, it releases chemicals in our brain. And if we're you know, some of those more maybe negative emotions, mad, sad, unkind, cranky, those things produce negative chemicals in our bodies that can then produce a negative physical and emotional response. When we're having more positive thoughts like awe or um, kindness, happiness, joy, things like that, they are creating those positive chemicals and calming chemicals, right? Uh, If you're familiar, if you've been living in a state of stress for any amount of time, you know that cortisol is a stress hormone. So when you're thinking negative thoughts or you're feeling that stress or um, thinking thoughts that are adding on to that stress, right? That's, that's increasing cortisol in your body. That's, um, having all kinds of negative effects, right? You can go Google search or even find a podcast about cortisol and how it affects the body, right? But um, I think it's something that most people ignore is that their thoughts actually influence their physical health. And in, in all honesty, this is how lie detectors work, right? Because they ask you questions and based on a certain thought that you have, whether you don't say it or you don't show it on your face or whatever else, your body has a physiological response to that thought and it causes your heart rate to increase or whatever else. So there are um, a lot of different ways that our thoughts are lying to us. Nine different ways that are these ants, these automatic negative thoughts that just come up. They have a tendency to come up and it happens to all of us. I think all of them happen to all of us, but we might be more prone to certain thought patterns that have us thinking some of these more than others. And so I'm going to go over all nine. And if you're in a place, maybe you're not washing dishes with an earbud in or driving like I usually am when I listen to podcasts. But if you're in a place to be able to write down these as they come to mind, right? As something comes to mind and you're like, yeah, I have that one pretty bad. I want you to write them down because this is one of the number one ways that we can overcome them and move forward on this goal to reduce stress is by 
recognizing these negative thoughts and come to a place of being able to move forward through them. Okay, so getting started with this nine thoughts that are lying to you. Number one is always or never thinking, or this can also be equated as everyone or nobody thinking, right? This is one that comes up when it's like, you always do X, Y, and Z, or you never do X, Y, and Z, right? I'll never be a success. My husband never puts his socks in the hamper. My kids always make a mess. Things like this are such, um, extravagant thoughts, right? We're assigning always and never to these circumstances, to these people, whatever it is. And nine times out of 10, always and never thinking is a lie. The everybody or nobody, nobody cares. That's a statement that is not true, right? Jesus cares. I care. I'm pretty sure your husband cares and your kids care and your mom cares. Maybe they have difficult ways of showing it, right? But but to say nobody cares is a very untrue statement, right? Number two is to focus on the negative and ignore the good. I know a few people who definitely have this ant and it's honestly quite difficult to be around them, right? Because you're like, oh, hey, how was this? Like, how was your vacation? You just went on a cruise and, oh, I would love to go on a cruise. How was it? And they have nothing good to say about it. It's just negative, 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 right? These negative thoughts are very unhealthy for us because they limit your ability to live life, right? It's, it's just not a good way to live. So focusing on the negative, ignoring the good, that is number two. Number three is fortune telling or predicting the worst. So um, this is where you would, you would predict uh, bad things are going to happen. And when you do this, you can actually make it a self-fulfilling prophecy where you can actually take the steps like um, unconsciously to make it happen so that you would be right, right? You're, you might be like, no, that's not possible. Yeah, it's totally possible. I, I have seen many times in my life where this has been true. Fortune telling or predicting the worst is like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll probably do X, Y, and Z. And then the whole world's going to fall apart or something like that. You know, I'm trying to think of a more specific example, but one is not coming to mind right now. Um, But I've had plenty of these fortune telling instances in my life, especially uh, the times and seasons where I've been sitting in a very, very poor mindset. Number four is mind reading. It's believing that you know what somebody else is thinking. And the funniest thing about mind reading is the first time I heard about this, I thought, oh yeah, that's my husband, (laughs) which is me mind reading in that very thought, right? Believing I know what somebody else is thinking is believing that I know that he's believing what, what he knows, right? It's like, it's like a vicious cycle. Um, but mind reading is where you'll finish, you'll answer somebody's question before they've even finished asking the question. Or when you don't say something to somebody because you already believe you know what the answer to their 
to your question is. You already know what they're going to say. Or maybe not sitting down and having a difficult conversation with somebody because you've already read their mind and you already know all of the future steps of this conversation because you already know what's going on in your mind, which is then leading you into fortune telling, right? So you can see how some of these can even be interconnected, right? Think of times where maybe you have fallen into the situation of mind reading or where you've been on the receiving end, on the opposite end where somebody else was mind reading you, believing that they knew what you were thinking and how poorly that affected your relationship. Number five is thinking with your feelings or believing that your feelings are true. Oh, this is a big one. And this has so, so, so much to do with mindset. I talk to clients and just consults and people all the time where if you ask them, so what do you think about this? They respond with, I feel how they feel. Or if you're like, how do you feel about this? And they'll respond with, well, I feel and they'll share a thought a thought that's based on the feeling. So just because we're feeling frustrated about something, or or maybe I can take this back to even number one with this always negative thinking, right? That often comes from a place of thinking with your feelings. You're feeling hurt by something, by maybe a circumstance or somebody else's actions. And then you're thinking, you're relying so heavily on that feeling to believe that it's true and to think the thoughts that just flow from that. And that leads to the thought of maybe this, nobody cares, right? So thinking with your feelings is is pretty straightforward. Anytime you find yourself believing your feeling in the moment about a circumstance or a person or whatever else is true, we need to check that, right? Number six is guilt beatings. And this is the shoulds, the must, the ought to, the have to. I've shared before about shoulding on yourself. We had a phenomenal speaker in the I Am Mom momference that took place back in May that shared a talk about shoulds and shoulding on yourself. And these guilt beatings are like, um, you know, I really should be doing this and I need to do that. And I have to do this. And when we are constantly thinking this way, all we are doing is beating ourselves up with guilt. We are creating this like guilt center inside of our bodies that that then leads to so much other stuff, right? Not just physiological responses in our bodies, but maybe even other ants come up on account of this. Instead, we can think, um, I want to, I get to, it's helpful. This matches my goals. This is in my best interest, right? We can just flip that language and then we're not beating ourselves up and creating this unnecessary turbulence in our life. We're actually creating peace and enjoyment in our lives. Number seven is negative labels. And so this is labeling yourself or somebody else with any kind of label that you would associate as negative, or I would even stretch this to taking something that is actually a positive label and twisting it to mean something negative because of the context or the way somebody said this about us. I have this plaque 
um, on my wall in my office. And it says, you don't need it, but you will when I'm done selling it to you. And it was actually, it's a magazine cover um, that my friends put me on. They worked in the marketing department at a base that we were at. And, um, and I always wanted to be on the cover. And so they made this for me as like a going away present. And that was on there right after somebody said that like Sasha, I think it was like Sasha just like could sell anything to anyone. Like she could sell sunglasses to a blind man and, um, I took this as a really negative thing. Like I took it as it was like demeaning to me. Right. And it's like, wait, this isn't a negative label. This is actually a positive label. And most people would love to be good at sales. Right. So why am I taking this as a negative thing? And I took that as a negative label onto myself. Or sometimes we can apply negative labels to other people where we can be like, oh, they're just greedy. Oh, they're just selfish. Right. These negative labels can just lead to even more negative thoughts in our lives. Number eight is personalization. This is a big one that I find to be very relevant and prevalent in a lot of mom's lives. It's making it about you, either taking on responsibilities that aren't for you or making somebody else's actions mean something about you. Uh, this could be a time when, when maybe somebody, you know, doesn't smile at you one day and you're like, she's mad at me or, um, you know, I must've done something to make her mad or, um, she doesn't like me, you know, personalizing it to mean something about you or between you and the other person when maybe she's just having a bad day. Maybe she got some bad news, you know, right before running into you, um, or this could be the, the responsibilities of others. And this is a huge way I see this in the lives of moms, where it's responsibilities of our, our spouse or our kids or, um, you know, things that are actually in our realm of control that we then just pick up. One of the big ways that I would say is um, older kids, right, that are like maybe seven, eight plus, that moms are constantly like, tailoring meals to, right? Mom has the dinner that she's making, but then the kids don't like it. And so she's making like three different meals to try and meet the desires of all the kids in her family when like the kids are capable of making their own food kind of a thing. Or maybe mom wants to be on a specific eating program, but it's very heavy and leafy green vegetables. And the nine-year-old doesn't like leafy green vegetables. So then the mom's going to make her meal and make a meal for the eight or nine-year-old that doesn't like the leafy greens and make something totally different to tailor to her needs. Whereas something that could be done to shift that is to train and equip that child to make their own food, right? And this is just one example. There are tons of examples where we as moms can, can take on responsibilities that aren't for us because in some way we've personalized it. Like, well, I'm not loving and supporting and nurturing my child if I don't make them a separate meal of something that they would like. And number nine is blame. Blame makes you a victim of your circumstances. So, Blame is where you either blame yourself for something that went wrong or 
Blame can also be you blaming somebody else, which can even be tied to the negative labels, right? Where you're blaming somebody else, like they're always the problem. That's even the always never thinking, right? So many of these you can see can be mixed together. Um, but blame is never good, especially when you're like, um, let me think of one. Oh, I didn't get the dishes done tonight. And you know, today was just such a crazy, busy day and I didn't get the dishes done and I'm just such a terrible person because I just can't keep up with this, right? You're blaming yourself. You're, you're having this, these guilt beatings and, and it just goes so far. Okay. So now what do we do when we find ourselves having these ants? that are just crawling around all over us, right? They're crawling all over our lives, like having snacks and, and everything that we're trying to do. We first have to be aware of them, which is why I have titled this episode, Mental Health Tools to Help You Reduce Stress. Because the number one way to, or the number one step to overcome something is to be aware of it. So now that you know these nine different ants, I'm going to read them all again, just so you have this recap, always never or everybody, nobody thinking, focusing on the negative and ignoring the good, fortune telling, aka predicting the worst, mind reading, thinking with your feelings, guilt beatings, which is those should, must, ought to, have to, negative labels, personalization, and blame. Now that we know about these things, we can take some time to sit and think about what are the most common ones for you. Highlight them, put a star next to them, circle them, underline them, whatever it is. Be aware. So, as you go throughout the rest of today, the rest of this week, over the next couple of weeks, keep them present in your mind. And whenever you notice one of them coming up, check it. Check this ant before you start believing it and chasing it. Write down your thoughts. This is something that I have my clients do all the time is when we notice something happening, whether it's an ant, whether it's a behavioral pattern, whether it's um, a distraction, right, is to write stuff down, keep an inventory of what is happening. And then we need to do the mindset work. Once become, we become further aware of things that we're constantly doing, things that are these automatic negative thoughts, these ants that keep coming up for us, we have to address them. We have to look at them and say, how is this not true? And rewrite it with truth. Because our brains have bad habits to make us think and believe these ants without us even noticing. So we have to become aware that they exist. We have to become aware of what ones are our areas of struggle. We have to take inventory of when we're seeing them show up and how we're seeing them show up. And then we need to rewrite them with truth. One of the things I love to do is to rewrite them with scripture. So we know that the Bible is true. It's T with a capital T, truth. And we can always go to scripture and find verses or passages that can often con contradict, <laughs> had a tongue twister there, can contradict these automatic negative thoughts or any kind of um, thoughts that were coming up 
for us that could fall in line with these automatic negative thoughts. So now you have this understanding, you have this homework to go ahead and do, and I would love for you to chime in on the post in the Facebook group. Let us know which ones are the most common ones or most frequent ones that you struggle with. You'll never know who else is in that same boat with you. Maybe you can find an accountability buddy to say, hey, let's check in every Wednesday and Sunday. Let's um, reach out to each other anytime that we're having one of these ants show up for us and just have that accountability check-in. Maybe write your thoughts to that other person so that you can have that first step of that inventory and then do the mindset work. Well, sisters, I hope this episode has blessed you and has shifted some of your thoughts, maybe not even in this area of ants, but in how your thoughts have such an impact on your life. If this has blessed you, I encourage you, share it with a friend. And don't forget, I have Purposeful Priorities Clarity Calls available for you to get started on finding clarity on what matters most so that we can tackle some of these negative thoughts like guilt beatings, blame, or that always never thinking.